0: We've hit the midway mark of the Maple Leaf season on today's show. We'll tell you where the team sits amongst the rest of the league. We'll discuss some of the biggest first half storylines, as well as hand out some player grades for the first 41 games of the season. We'll discuss all that more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leaves podcast, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morisuti. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 wager. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. What's going on, Dave? We are officially at the halfway mark of the Maple Leaf season, 41 games in the books, 41 games still to come. But as we sit right now, we will reflect on the first half of the year. We'll tell you exactly where the team is at right now in the standings, tell you where they're at in terms of, you know, where they're statistically, some of the first half storylines, and then we will grade each player uh, on their first half performance. So, we could start with where the team sits right now, Dave. And the team is 21, 12, and 8 through the first 41 games of the regular season. They have 50 points on the year so far. So I guess, you know, they're on pace to be below where they've been over the last couple of years. On pace for just 100 points. Uh, and They've been, you know, they've surpassed that uh, three straight seasons. So, I, you know, what what do you make of that so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's not as good as we were expecting. Like, we we went into the season thinking that this team was going to challenge for the Atlantic Division, you know, surpass what they did in past years. We even said, like, I think mean, their over-under was in, like, the 104, half range, yeah. and we said, like, they should be able to get the over on that. And, so, you know, you look at some of the issues that they've had this year, the big one for me has been their home record, 10-9-2 at home. Like those are just points you're you're allowing in that first half. You're losing those points at home and it's going to have such you're going to go at the end of the season and say, if only they had won X amount of games at home, they'd be much better than when they are in.
0: Yeah. And 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 I think that's, you know, like one of the storylines, I guess, if we look at it is is their poor record when they're at home at Scotiabank Arena which is very surprising because last year they were a very good home team. Like they only had like four or six losses or something like that at home last year. Like there wasn't a lot of home losses, uh, like Ilya Samsonov in particular was terrific at Scotiabank Arena last year. Another one of those storylines that we'll get to in just a moment here. Uh, But I'm with you. I think like when you, when you grade the team as a whole through their first 41 games of the year, I I think you could say it's been rather disappointing. Um, They've been very inconsistent. You know, you thought this year with the, you know, turnover up top, there's a bunch of new players that were brought in that was supposed to be for the better. It's been kind of, I guess, 50, 50. Some of them have worked out, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi, Max Domi. I think those have worked out in the favor of the Maple Leafs. But then you look at, you know, John Klingberg and you look at Ryan Reeves, those signings have not quite worked out the way that the Toronto Maple Leafs thought they would. So, it's, it's been kind of a middling, you know, start to this year, I suppose there's been some good spurts. There's been some bad spurts currently Leafs in one of those poor ones right now where they've, you know, given up three, uh, straight games with leads, uh, obviously, but I think overall the team's still in a playoff spot, right? They, they still currently sit, uh, what are they third in the Atlantic division, mm. um, with games in hand on both of the, the teams that are chasing them in Detroit and Tampa Bay. Uh, but I still think that we need to see more out of this group over the course of the next 41 games to look at them and say, yep, they should definitely be contenders for the Stanley Cup come April.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to say whether or not a team is definitively a contender or not in January, sometimes it's a little, you know, you're you're putting yourself in a pretty tough position like, Pretty sure the Florida Panthers were not even in a a playoff team in January, and then they ended up going to the Stanley Cup final. Now, the Leafs have, I think, more issues right now to deal with than what the Florida Panthers had to deal with uh, last year. So I I also, yeah, I just don't like to get into the definitive, you know, this is who they are 41 games in the season because, again, still have half a season to go. They could change a few things a few of the narratives around them but we can certainly look at at areas of their game and say yeah this is a concern now and likely will be a concern until the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think one of those concerns is obviously in goal and, and defensively and it's showed up, you know, a, a lot of times this year. You look at where this team ranks in terms of, you know, goals against like they've they've given up a lot of goals. They're uh, they've given up 3.24 goals against per game, which I believe ranks in that uh, uh, 20th, I want to say, 21st in the NHL uh, in goals allowed per game. And their penalty kills just, uh, you know, 77%, which is not, you know, a great penalty kill. It's It's another one that's kind of you know, middle of the pack, a little bit more bottom tier ranks. They're 24th ranked penalty kill right now. And even, you know, the power play has not been super stellar at just 25%. It's been, you know, above that more recently. So uh, a lot of underperforming, you know, um, a lot of underperforming players, a lot of underperforming, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Um like aspects of the game, like special teams is underperforming defensively. So when we take a look at maybe the top, top storylines of the first half, (laughs) I think that you could say inconsistent play would be one of them. They've been extremely inconsistent. And I think that, you know, goes hand in hand with the goaltending and the, the defending is, is, you know, from game to game, you don't really know what you're going to get from their blue line. Are they going to come out and are they going to be, you know, flawless and, and, and not make mistakes? Are they going to, you know, make those easy outlet passes to to try and get the puck going in the opposite way? Or are they going to give the puck up and, and, you know, turn it over four, five, six times in a game like we've seen? It it, it all depends. So I think that's one of the top storylines so far. The first half is extremely inconsistent play from, uh, from this Maple Leafs team.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's that's probably the biggest issue right now is a, a contending team, you know what you're gonna get from them each and every night. Problem with the trauma police, we don't know. We just haven't really known from the like from the start of the season, right? Like how many of those games did they allow five or more well, four more goals at home, right? Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's like you don't know what you're gonna get from this team defensively, each and every night. you know. Certainly, We know which players need to come out and have the big offensive games in order to win, right? Like, that's something you can consistently say about this team. But defensively, it's like, you you don't know what you're going to get because there's so many different variables that have worked against them since the start of the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another top storyline of the first half, uh, goaltending. Uh, Ilya Samsonov falling off a cliff. It's definitely been a big storyline, uh, and especially of late, you know, with him getting sent down on on waivers, getting unclaimed, and then going down to the minors. Didn't even play a single game before finally coming back up this past weekend, and you know, getting into a matchup looked a little bit better. But I think that's just a massive story. I mean, this was a guy who was your number one last year in the playoffs, and and all of a sudden he come out this year, and it's like, okay, you're going to be the one. A eh? Joseph Wall is going to be able to compete with you but you're the 1A, and all of a sudden it got to a point where this team couldn't trot him out there. There was just no faith in what that guy was doing in his crease to the point where they literally sent him down to the minors to work on his game before bringing him back up to the show. Uh, I think that is is such a massive storyline and a big reason for why this team is not necessarily in in a hole, but why they're not as far ahead as they could be. Right, like his eight seventy save percentage in his starts is definitely a big reason for why the Maple Leafs have more L's on their uh, on their uh, record than they did at this point in the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the like, teams that have really good goalies; like, they'll say, "Oh, this team is really good defensively." Well, at the same time, some of these teams also have good goaltending that can mask some of the defensive problems. And like Samsonov hasn't been able to bail out. When the when the defense has had those breakdowns, right? He's supposed to be the last line of defense. Did I expect Samsonov to be, you know, a great goaltender year in year out. Tough to say. He's had the inconsistency in his career. I did not expect this guy to have a sub nine hundred save percentage no. uh, this season. Not at all. Sub
0: eight. F- sub eight f- seventy save percentage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like it's it's mind-boggling like, when you have such a drastic turnaround in your goaltending performance you're going to struggle as a team right because you know even the good defensive teams look at carolina right now they they're they've been known as such a great structured defensive team but if you're not getting the saves if you're not getting the goaltending it doesn't matter you know how much you improve your defense or how good your defense plays if you're not getting the goaltending it you're you're going to struggle as a team and so yeah we could talk about how the defense has been inconsistent but they haven't been getting the saves either no
0: on the flip side though they're getting the saves from martin jones who's been a nice bright spot this season eight four and one record a 924 save percentage and 230 goals against average over the course of his 12 starts for the leafs uh, i don't want to say it was you know season saving but Definitely with the wall injury and then how poorly that guy, uh, Samsonov, had played, having him come in and kind of stabilize the net for a couple of weeks there certainly was uh, was nice to see from a Maple Leafs perspective. Is there one other storyline that you can think of that has been a big point of emphasis throughout the first 41 games this year for the Leafs?
1: I mean the failed John Klingberg experiment.
0: Yep. You a reason there too, both of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I think the John Klingberg is yeah. a bigger one because he was penciled in as your top four right hand shot defenseman and top power play know, unit guy. Top power play unit guy. And now you don't have him anymore. Yeah. Right. And that's a hole that they likely aren't going to be able to really fill. Uh, I don't see like how the path right now, unless you're willing to give up assets and find ways to make salaries work right because they're they're in a cap they crunch could.
0: yeah they could, they could make I mean, things
1: work with salary retention and things like that i get that but that's like how many teams are offering up a, a top four defenseman right now not, not a even whole the lot. ones. even the ones the least we're looking at aren't i don't think per, currently available when yeah we
0: like T- tanev i think eventually will become available. Um, I think he's someone that they probably would be interested in. I think I saw, is it Sean Walker who's out in, in Philadelphia? I think his name still is kind of out there as a a possibility. I mean, there's still a lot of time between now and the trade deadline for these names to become available. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, uh, ad nausea between now and then for, uh, you know, the, the, the loyal listeners of the show, you you'll hear us talk about this stuff for sure. Uh, But, yeah, that's certainly John Klingberg just not working out the injury. And now he's completely, you know, gone uh, from the team. Yeah, definitely a big storyline, a big swing and miss uh, from uh, the general manager, Brad Trilliving. Definitely a massive storyline earlier in the season. All right. Well, Take a break. We'll come back. Let's start to grade the forwards uh, for the Maple Leafs, and then we'll get to the defense and the goaltenders. We'll do that all next. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapped up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, it's North America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose the app. is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to make a bet. You got live same-game parlays. You can make a parlay from the Parlay Hub to find the most popular ones of the day. You can also find bets in the new Explorer tab and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're doing a special mid-season report card for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 41 games in the books, 41 games to go for Toronto. They're 21-12-8 and eight through the first half of the season. 50 points on pace for 100. Still probably a playoff team when all said and done, but definitely uh, has been, I would say, a little underwhelming for what we thought they could be uh, certainly to this point in the season, but still time to turn things around and, you know, get themselves back into contender status. But let's grade out some of these players and see individually how we think uh, these guys have performed. We'll kind of rapid fire it. We'll keep it pretty, mm-hmm. pretty quick. Cause there's going to be a lot of names to go through, but we'll start up at the top of the, top of the list here with some of the big boys uh let's start with austin matthews how would you grade austin matthews season so far dave 40 games 33 goals 48 points in total what grade you giving him
1: i gotta give him an, an a plus i mean leading the leading goals talking about the potential of this guy maybe getting to uh maybe getting to 70 pushing for 70 60 looks like I mean, if he's on the continues on the pace, sixty is going to happen, in no problem, even sixty five.
0: He's on pace right now for sixty six, right? Sixty six goals. Is what he's on pace for, and he's so. been,
1: he, you know, and, and like he's he's a guy that doesn't score like you know every night. It comes in bunches at times, right? You'll get a two goal game, you'll get a hat trick whenever you, can, you know kind of feels like it. So you know he's he's put on like this, this it, he's made it look easy. I would say this season, like it's almost looked effortless for him, which for a guy who's putting up on pace for, as you said, 66 goals, not many that couldn't say that in the NHL.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give him an a, the reason, the only reason why I'm going to give is an, an, a plus is because to your point, there have been stretches where we've kind of seen him go a little quiet. Like there was a, a seven game stretch where he, he hadn't scored. And then I think he went, you know, another nine games or only had like two goals in that stretch. But then rattled off, like, you know, from December 1st onward, he's been a, 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 a over a goal a game, I believe, is is the number there, or at a goal a game or something, rather, something close to that. So he's been unbelievable since December 1st, obviously, but there were some dry spells there early on in the year where William Nylander kind of had to take over as the team's lead dog and, uh, you know, try and weather through some of the early season hurdle so that's the only reason why i'm going to give him an a instead of an a plus is early on it was a little inconsistent from austin matthews uh after starting the year off with back-to-back hat tricks then he mm. went cold <laughs> uh all right let's uh talk about william nylander the next up on our list let's uh let's uh, got? 40 41 games 21 goals 36 assists for 57 points
1: yeah, he's in. He's an easy uh, A for me. Just he's actually probably been the most consistent. Yes, the last I, I guess since he signed his contract, people want to bring up he hasn't put up the points he did before. Um, but he really has been the most consistent player from the start of the season.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I'm giving him an A as well. I mean, he he was voted. He was the number one voted player into the All-Star game as well. Extremely well-deserved to, to get that nod. He deserves it. He's been excellent. And, and, you know, like we said, early in the year, he was the guy leading this team, leading the charge um whether he was driving a line on the second line or even when he was playing up with Austin like he was still finding ways to contribute score and set up Matthews uh i think that you know he's been a, an excellent excellent player this season he's top 10 in league scoring how how can you not look at this player and think man he's been so good for this team he's had more of a commitment to a two-way game he's killing some penalties He's playing a little bit better on his own end, so overall, I think uh, you got to be extremely happy with the season that William Nylander has had. But yeah, hopefully, this little dry spell he's been in over the course of the last few games, uh, going out west, are going to need that, you know, Nylander magic back uh, for uh, for the squad to to start winning some hockey games again. Uh, Let's go to Mitch Marner, the other guy there that we talk about a lot, part of that top trio of players for the Maple Leafs. He's got 18 goals, 28 assists, 46
1: points through 41 games. Your grade, sir. I'm going to give him an A minus. I I think, you know, he's putting up the points. He's had good offensive performances. He has taken a step back defensively. Now it hasn't Mm -hmm. been to the point where like he's been a liability defensively, but not to the, the sulky level that he was last year. Um, See, so, yeah, I think I think he still have, you know, he he puts up performances where you're like, yeah, this guy is still, you know, an all-star, elite player. Um, it's just he's not having as good of a season as I thought he had last year.
0: Yeah, I'm not as high on on Marner's season, and I think that's like you can look at it as as a bit of a a, a compliment in a way. I'm just gonna give him a B. I think that he's had for his standards. A pretty, you know, down year for what to for what we should expect out of him and what he should expect for himself. Uh, to your point, I I think he's he's putting up points, sure, but you know, there's a lot of nights where he's going through the game and we're thinking to ourselves, where's Mitch Marner tonight? Where was that guy? Like, when we talk about inconsistency, he kind of is that player. Like, I've long believed that this team's DNA. Somewhat, you know, is in the hands of Mitch Marner. Like that, he is almost like the engine of this team. As good as Austin Matthews is, and as good as William Nylander has been, like this team often emulates what type of performance Mitch Marner puts forward. And when he's kind of sluggish and not really playing up to his abilities, the team usually suffers from it because he's just always on the ice, on the power play, on the penalty kill at five on five. He's just on the ice for a third of the hockey game um more than any other forward i suppose on the team so it makes sense in that regard and i just think that you know there's been too many nights where he's been silent and quiet there's been nights where he's you know put up a bunch of points to where i think his point totals look fine they look great you know 46 and 41 so over a point per game but there's been a lot of nights too where it's like oh that was a quiet three-point night oh that was a quiet four-point night kind of pad the stats but overall um I expect more out of out of Marner, you know, to, to, to me, the uh, the eye test, it just hasn't looked as good as what we've seen. And I think there's more to his game, both offensively and defensively. And I want to see that in the next 41 games of the year. So I'm just going to give him a B.
1: I guess maybe I've been t- I, I've been too harsh on Marner in the past. Maybe I'm trying to compensate a little bit for that, but I perhaps
0: Perhaps all right. We gotta we gotta pick things up rapid fire. Yeah. John Tavares, what are you doing? What 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 grade does the captain get? John Tavares, twelve goals, twenty two assists, thirty four points in forty one games.
1: I'm going B minus. I think you know he had gone to a good start. I think he again. He, there's nights where he's not at his best, but same time he's he, there are areas of his game that I like that other guys aren't bringing, like the face off. Dodd. He's one of the better ones on the team. One of the few I trust to be out there for a key faceoff, And I think he's looked better at five on five this year than he did last year. But I think a lot of that credit also goes to William Nylander and the way he's been able to play on that line.
0: Yeah, I think that's f- somewhat fair to say. I think that maybe earlier in the year it made a little bit more sense. Uh, but lately, like the, he, he's been very, very quiet. When it comes to uh, when it comes to scoring, Uh, not just goals, but even just like putting up points. This is a player who's been a point per game guy his whole career since he's been here in Toronto. But if you look at the course of if you go back to the game against the Rangers, what's that? December 19th, Uh, since December 19th, all the way until uh, this past weekend against Detroit, he's got just five points in his last 13 games and two of them have been on the power play so just one point at 5 on 5 over the course of his last 13 games for a guy who's making 11 million and I hate to bring the contract into it but for a guy that's making 11 million uh that's not
1: needs good needs to be better no needs to be better.
0: to be better and and if this was a if I was looking at the first quarter mark of the the season I think he would deserve a B but if I'm actually looking at John Tavares and what he's done through the whole season uh, to this point, if I wanted to be generous, I think I could give him a B minus if I wanted to be generous. Do I want to be generous, Dave? Should I be generous? Should we should we give this guy a little bit of a break here um, and, and just award him a, a B minus or should I give him a C plus? What should I do, Dave?
1: I mean, if you thing is, I look, I'm looking at more of the whole body and not just like a 13 game stretch.
0: Well, the 13 like, game stretch that that's yeah. like D plus C minus territory here.
1: Yeah, i I think he's, I think he is like the points for me. Points is not everything, of, of course. When you're getting 11 million, you should be closer to that point per game mark. But he's um,
0: also like, let me, let me also so through those games, right, mm-hmm. that I mentioned. He's been a minus player in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of the last thirteen oh. games, he's been a minus player. Yeah. C plus. Sorry. Sorry. I gotta give him a C plus. He's it just on both ends of the ice, man. It hasn't been there for him uh over the past little bit. And I hate to say that, you know, age is is becoming a factor here for John Tavares, but we all kind of looked at that contract when it was first signed and thought, "Nah, those last couple of years might be iffy." It looks like it might be starting to to, to show up here uh, recently. Okay, Tyler Bertuzzi, the newcomer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, he currently has six goals, thirteen assists, nineteen points through forty-one games. What's your grade for Tyler Bertuzzi?
1: Um, I'm like at a. I'm like at a C-plus because I think his start wasn't great, right? You know, he was he was the guy that got a lot of heat from Sheldon Keith on how his season was going, getting benched, getting moved around. But then he shows in spurts why he is such a unique player on this team because he does the, you know, he, he's relentless on the forecheck. He finds, ways to get into the dirty areas so that Tavares and Nylander can get their chances in front of the net and things like that but i just haven't seen it consistently enough for a guy that's getting paid 5 million which on this team a 5 million dollar player is viewed a little differently than guys making 10 plus million dollars i just from what we saw from him in the playoffs against boston and at times last year i expected a little bit more especially at the start of the year
0: yeah i think that's fair um I- i'm going to give him a b minus cuz I think that he, like, if you just look at the overall production that he's he's gotten so far to this point in the year, like, he's been kind of, he's been a guy who's been really snake bitten. I mean, for him to just have six goals when you consider how good he's played, uh, to me is is kind of wild. Considering that he is a you know twenty to twenty five goal scorer, like that is what Tyler Bertuzzi is, what you expect for him to be to be on pace for just twelve goals is kind of wild. Uh, I, I think he's been better. He's been someone who. Uh, I believe leads this team in ex- in expected goals. So he's playing really well on both ends of the ice so far this year. Uh, he's got just a 7% shooting this season too. So a little bit low uh, and you would expect for that to kind of tick up closer to 12%. So he should have a little bit more offense than, than he's gotten this to this point in the year. I'm going to give him a B minus though. I think there's uh there's been more good than bad games. For Bertuzzi, for me, so I'll give him a, a B minus, a little bit better uh, than the grade that 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 you gave. All right, quickly, Max Domi, four goals, nineteen points, 20, four goals, nineteen assists, twenty three points in forty one games.
1: I'm gonna give him a B minus because I had no idea what exactly Max Domi was gonna be for this team. Yeah, uh, turning into the third line center right now, having some pretty decent games bring a little bit of that edge. I like it. I think he's found himself a role and he's, yeah. Is he going to be the third line center for the rest of the year? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to find someone else, given what the limitations will be at this trade deadline, but, um, he stepped in and he's filled that role pretty nicely.
0: I'm with you. B minus for, uh, for Domi, he another guy who started out a little slow, but then really started to make a name for himself when he got you know made the adjustment to to the center of the ice, and he's been great ever since. Leads the NHL in assists at five on five uh, this year, so he's he's been a, a, a solid addition for the Maple Leafs um, this off season. Okay, Cali Yarncroak, ten goals, nine assists, nineteen points in forty one games. Cali Yarncroak
1: give him a B- because he's the guy that Sheldon Keeves has had to thrust into so many different roles. Top lines playing poorly defensively. Yeah, Callie, you're going there. Second lines is not playing great defensively. Callie, you're going there. He's had to, you know, take – maybe I should give him a higher grade just for that reason, for him to have to babysit other guys I, defensively.
0: I am. I'm giving him a B plus. I think he's I'll, been great. You know
1: what? I'll give him a B plus too, because I've talked myself into it. I think he's – look. We can't always look at point production for guys because that's not what they're always paid to do. Cal Yarncroke, I've I, I thought maybe the Leafs should have considered trading him going into the year because of the salary cap and trying to make space for other guys on the roster. Shame on me for doing that because this team would not be as good if Cal Yarncroke wasn't on this team.
0: Yeah, he's provided a lot of offense. Uh, well, not a. So that's not the way I wanted to put it. He's provided a lot of value, rather, um, I think, at that contract. You know, 2.1, I think he's definitely earned his money and, and maybe even a bit more uh, the way that he's played, for sure, on, on both ends of the ice, to your point. Uh, Matthew Nice, what grade are we giving young Matthew Nice, who uh, at this point is, what's he got here? Eight goals, eight assists, 16 points in 39 games.
1: Um, I'm gonna give him a b plus I thought I was gonna see a little more offense from him but I and there's been some rookie moments where he's made mistakes defensively or he's made an error and it's led to a goal so there's things like that but there's no there's no questioning his drive like when you think of like when they let a Zach Hyman go he was kind of like the engine guy the guy that gave you the effort did you know found ways. To just impact the play without the puck. That's what Matthew Nice has brought this year. I just expected a little bit more playing on that top line offensively, but also the guy's not getting power play time. So I should also discount that should be that shouldn't be held on us uh, on Matthew Nice. But um yeah, I've I've really liked his game. I just think there's been some rookie moments there, and Sheldon Keith, I don't think has used them properly at times.
0: Well. I'm with you. I'm with you. i really liked this game, especially lately, his relentlessness to to go and chase a puck and keep possessions alive for for Marner and Matthews. I, I like what he does, not only on the puck, but also his style off the puck, I think, has has led to some good things with that lineup uh, and that trio. So I think Matthew Nye's a B plus is is an appropriate uh, grade. Okay, let's rapid fire this one, okay? I, I just want the grade okay. for the rest of these players, and then we'll we'll kind of try and quickly move on and then go to you know spend some time on the defense. Nick Robertson, six goals, six assists, twelve points through twenty-six games.
1: Uh C plus.
0: I'm gonna give him a C minus. He hasn't really done much for me to be quite honest with you. Uh and he the fact that he's been a healthy scratch multiple times lately. Yeah, I think C minus is appropriate. Uh, Noah Gregor, five goals, three assists, eight points through forty games. B minus. I think that's fair. B minus. Yeah, I think for someone who's come in and and he's making minimum contract, he's been a, a big part of the team's penalty kill. I think a B minus is fair. David Camp, you can have a little bit more to say here.
1: D minus. He's <sighs> yeah. he's supposed to be the defensively reliable center. He got a pay raise. A long-term, you know, pretty decent extension for a guy that's viewed as a bottom six. For, I mean, at this rate, fourth-line center. We thought maybe would have had to play third-line center. And honestly, he's he's been kind of part of the reason why this team has had struggles defensively because he hasn't been responsible enough in the role he support, he's being paid to be. Big
0: time. Big time. I agree with you. And uh, I would see a dash seven so far uh, this season. So... Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I think uh, a D D minus is probably the appropriate grade for David Camp. Uh Pontus Holmberg, just 15 games, but he's got himself a couple of goals, five points in total. Uh, Pontus Goldberg, apparently as he's being nicknamed at this
1: point now. I'll do a B. I'll do a B for Pontus Holmberg.
0: Yeah, kind of a short, uh, you know, short time span he's been with the team, so I think it's 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 appropriate. B B minus. Uh, If you take over the last couple of games, you can tick that up to a a B for sure. Lastly, Ryan Reeves,
1: Uh, D minus, maybe an F. Actually, I'll give it an F.
0: F. F. This is an F. We'll do an F. It's a failure. I'm sorry to say, uh, say it, but yeah, I just uh, I knew it was a bad signing the day it was made, and it continues to be a bad signing to this point. And, uh, I mean, he hasn't played in a while. Obviously he's been out, he's been injured, but he was a dash 11 and the 21 games that he did play. He was, he scored one goal for this team. Only registered 10 shots, just 10 shots through 21 games (laughs) and, and did nothing defensively as well. So yeah, Ryan Reeves, unfortunately gets an F. All right, we'll take one more quick break. We'll come back, get to the goalies and the defense to wrap up our mid-season grades listening to the lockdown lease podcast part of lockdown podcast network it's your team every day today's show is brought to you by game time you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event game time is the fastest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views and receipt and the best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They're also obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the Game time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Turns apply. Again, create an account, use the redeem code. Locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked on Leaves podcast. It's Mike DeStefano and Dave Morisuti. We continue our mid-season report card here on the Locked on Leaves podcast. 41 games in the books for Toronto. 41 games upcoming. We're officially at the midway mark. We just went through all the forwards for the Maple Leafs this season. We'll move on to the blue liners. and Let's start up at the tippy top with our guy, the all-star Morgan Riley so far this season through 41 games, he's played all 41. So he's been healthy, six goals, 28 points, 28 assists, 34 points through 41 games with an all-star nomination as well. What are you grading Morgan
1: Riley? I'm giving him an A. I I think he's picked up where he left off in the playoffs. He looks like a more confident defenseman. I, You know, he's one of the few defensemen that are on the ice, and I'm not concerned. Yeah. He's made good plays offensively. He's taken on tough assignments. He's realized this team has, you know, he got his point. He got his role of top power play unit guy taken away from him, didn't complain, and now he's back in that role. And he's carried this team in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It's not even like his points are being padded on the power play. Um, yeah. He's got 12 points on the power play, but he's also got 22 at, at even strength. So, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive. He's, he's got basically as many points at even strength as, as John Tavares does. Uh, so that, you know, to, to, to tell you something, um, I, I agree. I'm, I'm giving him an A as well. I think he's been great on both ends of the ice. And, you know, you said it, he picked up right where he left off in the playoffs going beast mode. like, this is this is as best as we've seen morgan riley play in in a few years like he had that one year he had 20 goals and that was exceptional he was great that year uh yeah. we're kind of seeing that player arrive again and it's it's confidence man it's confidence with the puck it's Confidence coming back and playing defense, making the right decisions, the right reads. Um, you know him and TJ Brody have have you know made a formidable pairing once again. And I think when I look at Morgan Riley, it's it's just the fact that he's playing with with confidence and swagger. Man, like he is playing a really high level of hockey, and uh, I'm so glad that you know the fans voted him into the All Star because man, this guy deserves it. He really really does. He's having an exceptional season here. Uh, as the the top blue liner for the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you, giving him an A. Next up, Jake McCabe.
1: Jake McCabe, I'll give him a C plus. I think he's been the victim of not having a consistent defensive partner. Not a great start to the year. I think he's found ways to redeem himself a little bit by being that physical presence on the blue line, but he's had his struggles this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair grade, actually. I I think I'm with you. I'll give him a C-plus because early in the season, it was like him and John Klingberg, and maybe we can attribute some of those you know struggles to to the fact that it was John Klingberg who was his partner. But, man, it did not go well for Jake McCabe the first like two weeks of the season. It was bad. He was like bottom six or something like that and expected goals against and scoring chances given up. He was supposed to be the team's top shutdown defender like on a shutdown pair at the very least. Yeah, it, it wasn't looking good. But then he got injured, came back, and he's been pretty pretty solid ever since. Um, So I think a C-plus is probably warranted. Uh, you know, a guy also who's been on the ice for, you know, a lot of goals and, um, you know, hasn't been quite as good on the PK as you'd want as well. Uh, But I think a C-plus is actually probably an appropriate grade for Jake McCabe. TJ Brody. C minus. I'll go C. I'll go C. Why is C minus? Why Why are you that much of a Brody hater? I, th-
1: he, I think he's taken a step back. You know, he's supposed to be the steady, steady guy, and he hasn't really looked steady to me. He's made, mm-hmm. you know, errors that defensively can't be making. A lot of turnovers <laughs> this year. Yeah. Blunders, turnovers, and, you know, the penalty kill. He's supposed to be the guy to anchor the penalty kill. And he hasn't really done that. Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe talk to me into it. Maybe it's been a little bit of a, a down year and not great for TJ Brody. Cause he's on a contract. Year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know if he's going to be able, I'm sure he'll still get paid realistically, especially if this team turns it around and has some success, he'll still make money somewhere. I don't think it's going to be in Toronto though. I really yeah. don't think it's going to be. Timothy Lilligren, uh, just 24 games due to injury, but, uh, you know, he's got nine points through those 24 games. How does Timothy
1: Lilligren grade to you? A C really? You haven't been a big
0: fan of Lily, huh?
1: Not lately. I just think he's shown like when we, they need him to play better. He hasn't been able to really do it. I thought he was the guy that was going to potentially step up and, alleviate some of the concerns I had on this blunt, especially with Klingberg out. And he just hasn't taken that next step that I expected from him, especially as a top four defenseman.
0: Wow. I think we're on, we see, we see it differently when it comes to Klingberg. Mm I I think I'm going to give him a beat to be honest with you. You I mean, uh, Lilligren, sorry. We are on the same page with Klingberg being uh, (laughs) a low grade. We'll get to that in a moment, but I think I'm 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 going to give him a, uh, a B. I, I, I think when he's healthy, he's been a pretty solid player for for this group and I don't know if he necessarily is a top 4 guy or if that's where he needs to to be in this lineup, but when he's appropriately placed uh, you know, as as a third pair man, I think he's given you some pretty solid minutes. Like he is a guy who consistently, when you look at, you know, natural stat trick after the game, you take a look at, you know, the expected goal differential. He's usually up near the top. Like if you look at, uh, among all defensemen this year, Lilligren is, uh, leading the way with a 56% expected goal differential, uh, in all of his five on five minutes. So I've liked what we've seen out of Lilligren this season. Um, um, you know, you want to see a little bit more of it consistently, sure. But I think that he's shown me enough on both sides of the ice where I think a, a B is a warranted grade, in my opinion. Uh, John Klingberg is next. Uh, do we really need to spend much time here? Is no, an F, F F a proper F. grade? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
1: did not, never go lived well. up to the deal, was never going to live up to that deal.
0: No, no. 14 games. He was a dash seven. And uh, unfortunately, like how much of his play, his very poor play was due to injury. I guess we'll never know. I guess we can speculate and say, Maybe that is the reason why it didn't work out was because he had that groin injury and, you know, wasn't able to to skate. uh, And that was his bread and butter for many years and just wasn't really able to do that. Uh, And yeah did not live up to anywhere near up to the expectations that he had coming into the season. Uh, Very, very underwhelming. So I think an F is certainly a proper grade for uh, for Klingberg. Uh, The guy was kind of stepped in, though, and had to kind of play in his place. At times, Simon Benoit through twenty-seven games. How do you grade his play, Dave?
1: Uh, you know what? I'll give him a B plus. You I'm know, you. he's been the again. Bring the physicality, sh- playing above what I expected him. I thought maybe seventh defenseman. Get him in once in a while, and he's had to play some. You no, know, play above his weight, and he's done that. So he said to play B.
0: top four minutes, like for that California trip like that guy was was playing up in the top 4. I get it playing in California against those bottom dwelling teams but he was still playing it effectively, you know alongside uh, Jake McCabe there. And again, another guy where surprisingly you look at the expected goal differential throughout the season and Simon Benoit is a positive player. And when you think about how you know the the fact that he's playing a lot of top four minutes, and as a shutdown guy, the fact that he's a plus player in expected goal differential um, speaks to how well he's winning in his minutes. Uh, funny enough, so I, I think I'm I'm with you on a, on a B plus for Simon Benoit. What about Will Lagesson, the guy who kind of came in, you know, neck and neck with Benoit? Clearly, Benoit has gone up like this. Where at with
1: I'm at like a B minus. I didn't really have big expectations for Legison, but I've actually liked him a, a little bit more. He's shown, again, he was one of those guys that had to step in when uh, Klingberg came, when Klinger got hurt, when Jordano uh, got hurt. He had to play more. He had to play more, and he's doing a pretty good job, brought the physicality. I like that he you know, was willing to drop the gloves, too, so give him a B minus. for what Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like could B minus, I guess is fine. Hasn't, hasn't had a whole lot on his plate, I suppose. But, you know, that being said, he hasn't really been a liability either. So maybe a B minus is, is kind of an appropriate uh, grade for, for Will Lageson. uh I guess what is Timmons the last player we got here? Yeah. Yeah. Connor Timmons really quickly.
1: I'll give him a D. He D-plus. had a good preseason. Come on, come on. So we'll give D-plus. him. He's scored some points. We'll give him a D plus. But like, yeah, I think he's a guy that if they need to get shed salary, he's going to be one of the one of those guys that's going to. Yeah,
0: come. yeah, it's one point one million that they could they could definitely shed some salary, and with Simon Benoit and William Lagesson kind of taking, kind of overtaking, I guess his spot as like a potential seventh defenseman. Yeah, he's kind of the odd man out, I think, and still relatively young-ish at 25, 26 that I would think a team might again try and see, all right, let's see if we can try and do something with this kid. So not that he has much value at all, but as a throw in, I think is um, a team might take that uh, project on at the very least. All right, next up, we got to get to the goaltending, and let's start up with the tippy-top, pal, Ilya Samsonov. What's your final or your grade at the midway mark of Ilya Samsonov?
1: Oh, I got to give him a D. He's very generous.
0: You are generous, my d friend. D-minus.
1: final do d minus i do not think it's been a complete. Uh, the guy um, got sent to the minors, okay. man. The minors. <laughs> like, but. Okay, to this point, it has been a failure, but I think he's maybe I'm uh, optimistic that maybe he can turn things around. But through 41 games, yeah, we'll give it an F, but I think D minus is in his future.
0: Would you like to know what this gentleman's numbers have been so far?
1: (laughs) I don't, I think, I think they speak for themselves. Maybe I touched a note there.
0: They do, but like, I'll just for those who want to know. Uh he is five, three, and six on the year with an eight sixty-three save percentage and a three eighty-eight goals against. Not great. Not
1: great. <laughs> yeah. F
0: F. This has been a failure of a season for Elias Samson. Anytime you go from being a team's number one starter uh to being in the minors because they can't trust you to put equipment on and stand inside that crease. That's a failure of a season to this point. He could turn it around. He he got back into the net over the weekend against Detroit. Didn't look terrible in that game, so he could still turn it around. But to this point, where he's given up like four plus goals in like eighty percent of his starts, I just can't can't get there with uh, okay. anything less than than an F grade on Samsonov or anything more. I suppose uh,
1: Joseph Wall. I'm gonna give him an A. Yeah, I think I think he was on his way to saving, like being the savior through the Samsonov crisis, and an unfortunate injury derailed that. But like, he was giving them elite performances before he went down. Not yeah. good performances, elite. Stole some
0: games, stole some yeah. games, and, and and when you can steal games for your team, you know that's that's big. That's what you need sometimes. From your goaltender, and and he did that for the Maple Leafs—a uh, nine-sixteen save percentage, of two-eighty goals against. But there were games there where you know he was, you know, saving two, three goals above expectation. Uh, mm-hmm. It was insane. Some of the games that he had had earlier in the year. So I'm I'm with you. I think that Joseph Wall has been a you know a great player for this team. Uh Maybe an A minus. I'll give him an A minus because durability is your best ability, and right. ended up getting hurt. Right, so I think that's that's where I'll sit with uh, Joseph Wall. Marty Jones comes in twelve games, or he's had twelve starts, uh, eight four and one in those starts. Couple shutouts, nine twenty four save percentage, and a two thirty goals against average. Uh, at a time where goaltending seemed to be a massive question mark for Toronto, this guy came in and settled the net for a couple of weeks. I think Marty Jones has to get an A.
1: Yes. He has to. You look at the goals saved above the expected. Top 10 in the NHL right now. Number
0: one. one. You look at goals saved above expected per 60. Number one in the league. Per
1: 60, yeah. Yes. I actually think he went down a peg lately. Again, depending on where you look on, which site you look at, too. I'm on Moneypuck. Did he go down? He did go down a bit. He's still top 10, which... This guy wasn't even supposed to be an NHL option this year for the Leafs. You know, considering he was put on waivers and things like that. Um, But I don't know where this Leafs team would be right now. They would not be a playoff team right now. If Martin Jones doesn't come in and save their bacon these last few weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a good point. He definitely would be. And if you look at, uh, okay, so money, I'm looking at money puck right now. So if you, put it to players who've played at least 10 games, I guess, Uh, he's third now in the league in goals saved above expected per 60. So after those last couple starts, it's gone down a little bit, Um, but still an incredible, incredible stat. Um, And definitely he's been a a, a big backbone for the buds and certainly was throughout that, uh, that California swing for sure. All right. Well, that'll do it for the grades in the first half of the Maple Leaf season. Once again, the team's 21, 12, and 8, 50 points, sitting third in their division, currently in a playoff spot, but a couple teams on their heels. And some of these guys that we talked about who received grades that were, you know, quite low, a lot of these, you know, lower Bs and and Cs and D-level performers They've got to turn things around uh, through the next 41 games, or else, you know, it's going to be a tough sled through the the next half of the season. If there is one player who you think, who you gave a low grade to, who really didn't play well in the first half, that you believe can and will turn it around, what do you think that
1: is? Oh. Oh, man. You give me your idea first. Maybe I'll. I'm, it. I
0: think I'm gonna go. I, I think I'm gonna give it to TJ
1: Brody. Maybe I'll go, Brody. With, I'll go with Jake McCabe.
0: Actually, that's a better answer.
1: That's I a think, better answer. I think Jake McCabe has more to give. I just don't know if TJ Brody is capable of like just because of where he is in his career. I think Jake McCabe has more oh. to offer.
0: I have a better, I have I take away my TJ Brody too. Yeah. I was still on thinking defenseman. Wasn't even thinking about Fords, uh, Mitch Marner. Cause I gave Marner, you know, right. a, a bit of a lower grade. I, I think that he's got a lot more to give in the second half, um, uh, on me for me, it's Timothy- right. if,
1: if me. It's Lillegrin and and McCabe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see 41 in the books, 41 more to go. A big road trip coming up with uh, the Western Canadian swing. Got Edmonton on Tuesday. then you've got Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and then a back-to-back with the Winnipeg Jets. A few of the hottest teams in the league on this upcoming trip uh, before the All-Star weekend. Be sure to uh, uh, subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast. We've got new episodes coming out each and every week weekday monday through friday but that'll do it for us here today on the show I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast you can subscribe to locked on leafs on all platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on uh, x at mickey underscore canuck follow dave at D underscore more studio and follow the show as well at locked on leaves go ahead leave a like and a comment down below if you enjoyed This video, let us know some of your grades uh, of these Maple Leafs players down below. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.